Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You cannot lose games in the NFL and still win. Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20, they're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare chested. Somebody stop Look that out, man. Here comes the... Do you play in the NFL? What's longer, a half or five eighths? Or... But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56 yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Honey, I Covered the Spread. I am your host, C-Mac, joined, as always, by my co-host, Brian Foley. And we have a, another guest today, someone taking on the challenge to win that most coveted T-shirt that has still only been won one time in its illustrious career so far. All right, so Foley, let's start with you. How are you doing? Good. Uh Big, uh, one of the biggest weeks of the year for me, surprisingly, um, you know, week 13. So we've always said that's our week um, came through. And uh, also, I felt like it was a good week of football. Like the games were good. Um, they were exciting. I think that for the, the early slate, the the Lions winning alone carried that slate. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that later on. But uh, and the four o'clock games were crazy. I think like every game besides the Rams, right, came down to the final um, final possession pretty much. Yep. Yeah, it was a good week. Uh, fuck the Lions. Actually, I don't have no problem with the Lions. I have a problem with Mike Zimmer. We will get to that <laughs> later. Uh, um, Mike Zimmer. Uh, let's introduce our, our, our guest here. So we do have another guest um, from Astoria, Astoria, New York. Um, it is Matthew Quaccio. He's a big Cowboys fan, was actually at the Miami-New York Giants game last week. So, Matt, how are we doing? Good, good. Thank you very much, you guys, for having me on. You picked a great week to have me, seeing I've only watched one game last week. Those in Miami, I saw the other games, so my picks will definitely be interesting, but but I'm destined to win that T-shirt. I'm feeling it. Okay. How was the the Miami game, by the way? It, it was very fun. Uh, it's not like going to a football game at all. It's 80 degrees out. Uh, no one really cares about the game. The tailgates were unbelievable. Uh, it just felt like you were at an outside beach party and you got to watch a football game for three hours. Sounds a lot different than uh, that Jets Bills yeah. game we went to. Yeah. Yeah. We weren't walking around six different groups. Johnson and Johnson's sister wasn't getting mad at us. So uh, it was it was a lot funner. Uh, <laughs> oh, Johnson, she doesn't listen to this. Johnson and Johnson's <laughs> sister. <laughs> Be a damn shame if Morgan was a uh, weekly uh, listener. They they uh fully they they passed each other on the street in like Manhattan one time, and like made like very awkward eye contact. And then I guess Morgan texted Jake and was like, "I think I just passed C Mac's short friend," which no one's Aww. ever no one's ever called one of my friends short compared to me. So that was really nice of her. Oh, that ain't right. And and I've been to the Johnsons house multiple times. And I just was referred to as a short kid who hangs out with uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, I think it's I'm not for me. That's, yeah. But, I mean, also, I kind of put some blame on Jake for even passing that info along. That's something that you definitely could have 
definitely could have uh, kept that one to himself. But he, yeah, he I got this. Quick. I got this screenshot. We because te- I texted him. I was like, I think I just saw your sister. And then she, he sent me the screenshot of what she said. <laughs> She's like, ugly little friend. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh, wow, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you know, the one that's an idiot, right? And you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yep. God. That ain't right. Um, <laughs> it's actually pretty funny, though. Um, small world. Small world. Guess, All right. Uh, trying to think, man. I'm trying to think. So, for the people, if you remember a few weeks ago, me and C Mac made a little uh, business trip to the Jets game. Um, and as you already hinted at, uh, our friend here, Matt, was there. Um, I was telling C Mac before you got on, Matt, that I, I actually was drunk to the point that I forgot you were there. Um, because, <laughs> wow, because I you, saw you in the beginning, too. I know, but I feel like, I don't know, man. I feel like you you showed up at like a time where like we were almost walking over to somewhere else. And then like, yep. I turn around and you were like, <laughs> you were like there. It was, yep. I don't even know what the hell happened. So it was actually pretty funny. Cause then I remember, I also forgot Ted was there with his own. Yes. Voice. Yeah. So yeah. Crazy. Ted's everywhere. Ted was with us in Miami. So he's, really? he's at, you know, if he's at a game with a keg, huh. he's going to be there. Yeah. What, um, and what was the, the reasoning for the Miami trip? For the Giants game? Uh, yeah, I went. Uh, we went down with a bunch of my friends from upstate are Giants fans. Mm. And my one good buddy's a Dolphins fan. So nice. uh, we decided to make a trip down, made a long weekend out of it. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. All righty. Well, yeah. enough of that. Let's um, let's get into it. We're going to let you start us off here. You tell us, um, give us the first pick and tell us why you're uh, what you're thinking. Yeah, well, first want to say I'm coming off a hot year total. Total okay. three and two. Last week okay. I went one and one. Got uh, Dolphins money line. Lost the under. One and one with C Mac and fantasy this year. But most importantly, I'm one and zero oh against C Mac in, uh, in uh, Madden this year. So very hot year for me. So <laughs> I'm, feel, I'm feeling good about this week. Come on. Feeling interesting. Good. Interesting. It was it was Jets versus Cowboys. What do we what do we throw? Nine picks combined? It was a bad it game. It might have been. Yep. <laughs> Wins a win. Wins a win. But uh I'll start off with tonight's game. Um, so I'm gonna take the Steelers plus three. Uh, I think they're both fighting for a wild okay. card spot. Both fighting for a wild card spot somehow. Um honestly, the Vikings have been very disappointing, been disappointing at home. Steelers are coming off that massive win. I can see them somehow, given all of Pittsburgh, a little bit of faith left in Big Ben's final year. I'm taking the Steelers plus three. I don't hate that at all. I am so I have the Vikings to make the playoffs, and I'm done with that ticket. I don't want to <laughs> win it. Done with Mike Zimmer. The guy's an idiot. I hate the last play that they ran. The Steelers, I don't know how they have as many wins as they do. Yep. I, it, it doesn't make sense to me. I I also can't believe that Big Ben was like, yeah, this might be my last year. And everyone's like acting surprised. Like he should have <laughs> retired two years ago. The guy can't throw. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I like it. The Vikings run defense sucks. They kind of suck. Their defense just kind of sucks. Um, Devin Cook is back, which is weird to me. I feel like this is one of those games where he's just going to get injured in the first quarter again. Uh, no feeling for Minnesota as well. That offense did not look particularly good after he went out against the Lions. So I don't hate that. Uh, I would, I would lead Steelers here as well. 
Yeah, see, I, I, I don't have much here. I would lean Minnesota, though. I think um, for whatever reason this year, I feel like we lost our way with Thursday night game where it was always just like just take the home team and don't worry about it. I think a couple times, C-Mac, we've taken the road team laying points. It, it, it has not worked out well for us. Um, but, yeah, it, the only reason I can't take Minnesota here is because they just don't – they don't cover spreads like that. They, they, they don't win by more than a field goal. Um, you know, this Pittsburgh team stinks. Uh, I put nothing into last week. I was on them last week, Pittsburgh. But, uh, you know, that's just catching points at home with, with Tomlin. It is – Hopefully we don't see any more favorites on the road going to, to Heinz Field because it just doesn't work out well. Um, but Pittsburgh's back on the road here, short week, like you mentioned. Although Minnesota's D is horrible, you know, Big Ben in that offense, it's not going to do much. Although you would think they they, they have time to score here because uh, they can't get pressure in Minnesota. Um, I would lean over, lean Minnesota and over here, but it's going to be a game for me personally where we always talk about it. If, if Minnesota's down early, I'm going to take the live over. And if they're up, I'm going to take the live under. Um, but I, I do understand taking in. You're going to get the three and a half watch. That's where the spread's totally at. So we're going to give you three and a half there. And uh, it feels like the okay. right side, but that Thursday night, man, I'm telling you, it, it's just such a fucking it. You know what I mean? It's, it's just a wonky night. It's a wonky yeah, night, yeah, two wonky yeah. teams. It's it's going to be – I was back and forth for a while, but yeah, it just, yeah. I don't think it makes sense to take the Vikings. Yeah. feels like one of those games where Steelers are within the number all, all game, and then there's like a field goal with like 30 seconds left, like just because they have to. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's like, like Browns exactly. uh, Baltimore a couple of weeks ago. But um, yep. I, I do like that play. I, I do like that play. Catching the hook there for sure. All right, what do you got next? Um, I got next – I think this is a no-brainer. Bucks minus three versus the Bills. I mean, just nothing to say about this game. Buffalo can just not escape the raft of the Patriots and Tom Brady. I, coming off a brutal Monday night loss, I just I think Tom Brady is just going to smoke them again. I, I think it, they just cannot escape Tom Brady and the Patriots. You got anything here, Foley? Oh, yeah, I'll start. I, I lean that way as well. Um, I'm very close to making that a pick as well for myself. It's the only thing that scares me is, you know, you can attack that Tampa secondary and they are going to be, it's going to be hot, humid weather there. So, you know, Buffalo should be able to go back to moving the ball um, through the air, which is what they want to do. I do think Tampa does take advantage of that Buffalo defense. So I would lean, you know, Tampa Bay in the over, but uh, nothing for me there yet. I, but I agree. I think uh, if Tampa, does what they should on the opposite side of the ball. I have a hard time thinking that uh, they don't win. And at that case, you know, worst case scenario with minus three is a push. So I agree. If you got the hook and you had to play the hook, then I would start to, you know, it's a big difference there. Um, but at the flat three, I agree. I think it's Tampa Bay to play for sure. Yeah. But uh, nothing for me there yet, personally. All right. I am taking the over here as, as my first official pick since we're on this game. Uh, what, do you, what number do you have, Foley, right now? 50, 53 and a half. Oh, it did go up. All right. Yeah, give me 53 and a half here. Um, Bucks secondary sucks. Bills only want to throw the ball, as we saw in wind gusts up to 55 miles an hour for some stupid reason. So, ball's going to be in the air, incompletions or completions. You know, we're going to be moving the ball down the field. The, I mean, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. They don't even particularly want to run the ball too much. Uh, and even if they do, I don't think the Bills can stop it as we saw with fucking Mac Jones throwing three passes and them losing the game. So 
Yeah, I like the over here. Um, I would also lean the Bucks. They're five and zero at home. Uh, the Bills. Uh, they lost to the Titans and the Jaguars so far on the road. I mean, I just don't think the Bills are. I, I guess teams. To me, it seems like teams have figured them out to a certain extent, and they're searching for something, and it's just not there at the moment. Uh, so I would lean the Bucks here, but I am taking the over. Here's a question: a little, a little. If we think through it here, if you're Tampa Bay. Are you coming into this game knowing you're most likely going to see these guys come playoff time? Which way do you go? Do you rely on the run game and you go heavy Leonard Fournette because you know you can run on this Buffalo team? You can outwill them. You, you can physically dominate them. Uh, we saw the Patriots do it. I mean, every time they go up against a team that can rush and they want to play that physical uh, type of game, uh, you know, they, they get dominated, Buffalo that is. So is that something with that thought process, you just come out here, keep the playbook simple, don't show them too much in your crazy passing game and just run the ball? Or is it flip-flop where maybe you attack through the air hoping that come playoff time you then flip it in, in maybe colder weather? Or I'm, I'm, I, you know what? I'm fucking uh, – I mean, No, I, I don't think any of that comes into play. Uh, they're, they're still fighting for the one seed. Uh, Arizona's 10-2. and two, They're 9-3. Tampa is also in the uh, – I'm thinking of Tampa at – uh, I'm thinking of Brady. I'm looking at Brady, and I'm thinking of the Patriots too. So that's just a, they're in the NFC. So that take was just about as bad as it gets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to ask you. Said how you're predicting a Bills uh, Super Bowl, uh, Bucks no. Super Bowl, which is no pretty hot take. <laughs> that was wild. That was so wild. I still, I still see the name Brady, dude, and I just, I immediately go to the Patriots. Yeah, um, of course. So then you know what? I'm, I just talked myself into. Um, Leonard Fournette props. They're, it's going to be a run heavy game. Uh, Tampa Bay doesn't need to do much. They're going to uh, they're going to pound the rock there, man. I, I'm going to be slamming Fournette props. Um, Ronald Jones isn't really a, a piece in that offense, right? I haven't looked. At no, it dude, he fumbled on the first drive of the first game of the season against the Cowboys, and he hasn't been back. Dude, I feel like every preseason it's like Ronald Jones, man, like that guy, like you know, he's actually got something, and we never see him. Um, I actually love that play there. I'm going to uh, Leonard Fournette props because they they saw they, the blueprint with Buffalo is physically dominate them, run the ball. And they have one of the, I'm not a big Fournette guy, but I mean, he's a big fucking guy and he's going to impose their will. Um, did you guys see the Buffalo uh, safeties get pissed off in the post game presser? <laughs> I did. did that was that funny. Oh, so fucking funny. Basically. And a, a, a reporter was like, pretty much was like, you know, how do you feel about being embarrassed by, uh, <clears throat> the Patriots only attempting three runs and being dominated on the ground. And uh, they were not happy. <laughs> you got to watch that clip. Very funny. Um, yeah, sorry, really I was just shaking my head while we're recording a podcast as if the fucking listeners could see me shaking my head. <laughs> I did not see that though. Uh, that's, that's so funny. This should be fucking oh, embarrassed. Um, you can tell the reporter was like also a fan because you know how we are. Anytime you're like really emotionally invested, like, I wish the reporter would just fucking, you know, ask him like, how does it feel to be like a piece of shit? Um, He's a shit alcoholic. What is it? Poyer, right? Or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poyer and. uh, Are you going to drink after this loss? I mean, that was embarrassing. All right. Pick number three. All right. Pick number three. I'm going the Ravens Browns game. I'm going. I'm taking the over in this. I have the over at 42 points. Is that what you guys have it at? 43. All right. I still like it. I still like it. Ravens are 16th in points overall. Browns are 19th. Browns are coming off a bye week. 
Ravens are coming off a tough loss. I think it just makes sense. It's 43 points. They both average low 20s per game. And the weather in Cleveland is just going to be football weather. It's going to be 46 and sunny, not a cloud in the sky. I think they're going to be slinging the ball. Um, I think it's kind of a prove-it game for both teams almost. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a very – I think it's going to be a gunslinger. Quick follow-up question. Uh, would you rather Case Keenum under center or Baker Mayfield to run the over? That's a question I was not prepared for. So <laughs> I think almost that's a tough one. I think I, I think I would say go with Baker. Um, that's just me being me. I think I would still I'd still be happy with Baker. Is Baker not starting? No, no, no. But but I mean the the big that thing off people my are whole saying. <laughs> no, because the big thing is that me personally, uh, I think it's better off because I'm, I'm so. Not to cut you off, but I'm on the Browns. So I'm on Browns minus two and a half. Um, we talked about this game two weeks ago, C-Mac, how basically they're playing, and then Cleveland gets a bye, comes back at home, facing a Baltimore team who mm. lost Marlon Humphreys, which definitely helps your, your over. Um, he, is, he is the like foundation of that defense, and we saw that early in the year, and um, he is now out for the season. The only issue is Baker Mayfield is as bad as it gets lately. And he's, you know, you want to blame it on injury? Fine. But he's fucking horrible right now. And I think Case Keenum is better than a normal backup. I think he could be a starter in the league, a low-end starter, but a starter nonetheless. I personally, with the Browns, that I would prefer Keenum. And I'm hearing that if Baker struggles early on, he's getting the the hook. I'm hearing he's going to – Keenum is is ready to go in. Um, But in my opinion, I think that is good for both of us, the Browns and the over. Um, you know, not much to say about Baltimore. The offense is, is it's a joke right now. I don't like anything they're doing. And uh, they take so many sacks. And, and with Garrett in that D-line, then they should feast uh, yeah. at home. Um, what do you got, c uh, I, I Yeah, I don't have much here. I would leave Browns with you because of what we talked about two weeks ago. Um, in terms of total, I, I, I don't really know. It, it feels like, I mean, Lamar is just – He's just throwing the ball, right? He's not, you know, interested in what team it's going to lately. So that's probably decent for your for your over there. Uh, Baker Mayfield sucks. Uh, I'm going to give him a pass here because he, on the injury report, he still has like four fucking things. So I, I don't know why, fully, to your point, I would agree with you. I don't know why they're not just going to, to Case Keenum and, and let Baker rest up. I mean, Baker does not give you – you know, a ton more than, than what Case Keenum can. I mean, I, I I would be arguing with you that Case Keenum is probably better than him right now. Um, so I saw a group. Go ahead. Sorry, you finished. I saw I saw a great analogy. Um, some guy, some verified guy on Twitter. He, the way he put it was, when evaluating a quarterback, it's is he the horse pulling the carriage or is he in the carriage? And um, I think with Baker, I think he is – I think we can all agree he is in the carriage, at least this year. Um, I don't think he's in it, bro. He's tied he's behind his, it, pulling him back. Man. <laughs> Just weighing him down. Um, it's pretty much Stefanski's offense. Can it help Baker do well? It is not the other way around. Um, so, yeah, I don't know either. And that makes me think – I don't know how much you can blame on the shoulder, right? Um but at the same time, you know, you know, with that that franchise, right? You're Stefanski, and Baker's coming to you saying, "I can play." It's tough to say no, right? Because what what can of worms is opening at that point? Um, Listen, you just send him two weeks 
shoot all the progressive commercials he wants, he comes back healthy. Mm-hmm. We're all good. I love those commercials, by the way. What if Stefanski yep. signs a guy to the practice squad, gives him a little money under the table, I need you to hit Baker in practice. Drive him, drive him into that shoulder into the ground. I, Hurt him no, for good. I, Hurt I, him for good. For, for good. Oh, we're moving on from Baker, right? Didn't we just agree that it's it's he's not the not the real deal? Oh well, I was just saying because he might be injured, but no, I don't. I, I think it's like a bandage. Just rip it off. Okay, well then your plan would work in that case. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> also, COVID outbreak with the Browns today. By the way, Correct. just something to point out. Uh, punt, was it punter, kicker, and linebacker? So nobody. I think that's what it was. Well, I mean, this, I mean that's pretty big for the special teams. I mean, look at the Jets. They, they can't. They don't. Have a, they have a punter who can't kick it more than thirty yards, and they have a kicker who, God knows, he's blindfolded. Um, <laughs> just rushed, just rushed <laughs> a punter back who's still hurt for some stupid reason, and then <laughs> yeah. cut a kicker, um, signed a new kicker, cut that kicker, signed an old kicker back. Yeah, and they did lose a starting linebacker, uh, which I think against a guy like Lamar, assuming linebackers, you know, some sort of spy, that could be an issue. Um, but uh, we'll see. And it's only Thursday, right? So yeah, yeah I would assume that, that number goes up. Yeah. But anyway, that was all right. So that was good insight. Um, so that's that's three for you, Quash. What? Let's go to four here. Yep. Um, so I am going to do the Cowboys Washington game because I have to at least. Um, I honestly, I don't like the Cowboys at all in this game, to be honest. Uh, so I'm going to go with the under for this game. Uh, I have the under at 47 and a half. Uh, 48. Okay. Either way, I'm, I'm not confident in the way the Cowboys offense is playing. They're still number two in the league, I believe. I think they're sitting just under 30 points. Washington's just about average of 20 points. I mean, they're not even they, – they are just averaging that over number. Um, I'm not confident at all. They have to go into Washington. Washington's got some steam going in. They are now fighting. I think they're in the wild card. I think they have the sixth seed at this point. Um, so I just, at this point, I, I can't see both of these teams scoring over 48 points. I am taking the Washington football team here. I, I, that was my almost bet. I almost said it's a shock. It's a shock. I am literally doing it just because you're on. I am just doing it because you're <laughs> it makes on. Sense. And you love the Cowboys. So I'm taking the football <laughs> team here. The football team to win the NFC East gets a huge boost if we if we take this one home. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna take. What do you have, Foley? Four, four and a half. Uh, currently, it is sitting at blah, 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 four and a half. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm on. I'm on the football team. Four and a half. Cannot believe they still haven't changed their name. But I don't have a ton here. The Dallas offensively just. Why, like, why is Zeke still playing? Can I ask you this, Quatch, as someone who's who's closer closer to the team than I am? Zeke? Yeah, I te- I've texted him a couple of times. He won't yeah. respond. But I, I just don't understand why he's still starting. He looks awful. Uh, and now Tony Pollard's out. So I don't really know. We Wait, just he? signed. Uh, he's about to Tony be. Tony Pollard didn't, didn't practice, yeah. Oh, I love this picky one more. Yeah, yeah, he didn't practice yesterday. Uh, some type of ligament, I believe, in his foot. Something in his foot. Plant, tore his plantar fascia. Yes. Oh, um, oh that is so painful. So yeah, not good. Um, and Zeke, is he thinks he's like 100%, but he's not. Um, 
I just I don't understand what's going on with the a line with the running backs. It's I'm not confident at all. All right. Yeah. No. I saw a rush that Zeke had. Yeah. It was like it was a it was like a four yard rush, and I, like I was like I I might be able to run faster than him right now. Yeah. And I felt yeah. bad, but yeah. So that's what that's why I'm on the football team. Um, really, just because you're on the on the cast and <laughs> yeah, let's go football team. <laughs> I have nothing for this team. Um, Washington, uh, Washington's one of a few uh, handful of teams that it feels like it's starting to get that defensive unit starting to click a little bit, and you see that a lot. Um, yeah, against teams yeah. that have played the Seahawks in the prior week. <laughs> well, <laughs> so they um, they're starting to come together. They're still not getting in for the quarterback, which is worrisome. Um, and then Dallas, on the other hand, that offense, you know, their whole game plan of, hey, we're just going to run the ball really well and then go from there. You know, it, yeah, it's a great game plan. I think every team wants to do that. Um, it's just, you know, it's easier said than done. And um, like you said, they, they force Zeke because of the contract. I mean, you mm-hmm. go look up his contract and you, your jaw will drop on how many years they signed up for him. And um, now Pollard's hurt. So now what's going to happen here? Maybe they go, hey, we're going to go pass first, which if that's the case, that makes me lean Dallas because if they just go, hey, we're going to have Dak drop back 50 times and, and with those weapons and attack Cooper. I, I, I was on Cooper's under receiving yards last week because he was his first game back from COVID. I, I, he was very limited in his routes ran. Um, hopefully with another week of recovery, he, he gets involved more. Uh, CD's a beast. Gallup's a beast. They still underuse him. Um, only thing that scares me off this as of right now is the fact they're playing at FedEx. Uh, they're on, on the grass that can get a little bit murky. Um, I looked at the weather. It looks fine. And if that's the case come Sunday, you know, I, I might be intrigued with taking a little Dallas there. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's a tough game. And I was on Washington last week. I'm not not er, not rushing back to, to hit that trigger twice. Dallas is a defense and secondary that really just relies on the turnover. And I'll tell you one thing, man, Heineke will give you some turnover, turnover, turnover worthy throws. We know that. So, um, you know, if you could find a fun prop on a pick six or something, that, that'd be worth hitting there. But it uh, should be a fun one. I am excited to watch it. I, I do like Washington. And, and this Was- and this Dallas team is more likable than they have been in the past, I will say. Um, so should be a good one. But I, I have nothing currently. DQ back in the booth, too. So Yes. It's a good run we had on the sideline. Awesome Thursday night game, by the way. Uh, yeah. It, it wasn't close, but, like, I don't know why people hate on Taysom. I don't think Taysom Hill's a good quarterback, but from like a neutral standpoint of just watching the game, like you can't ask for anything more than a, than a, a running back playing quarterback. It was it was awesome. Uh, how about uh, how about that safety on, on Pollard's touchdown run? <laughs> I don't know his name. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. talk about oh, that. Wow. Marcus Williams. Marcus uh, Williams. Uh, um, yep. Oh my god! Just like literally was just like. And pointing at him, like, "Hey, someone come get him!" Like, <laughs> we're getting. He was, he was pointing behind. He was pointing Seriously. behind him, saying, "You guys gonna get him?" As like, he's we're gonna hear it. We're gonna corner. Yeah, he's like the yeah. end zone's here, and you guys come up, and I, I don't. That was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> this is one of those moments, man, where like it sucks that we can't like record immediately after because I was I was so like. My, that was the craziest football play I've ever seen. Crazier, and that's the same guy who fucked up the Minnesota miracle. Um, yep. Same exact guy. I think that play was crazier than the, the, the Minneapolis, whatever the fuck they call it. Um, that was insanity. He, he, I've never seen that in my life where he was literally like, let's corner this guy. 
Like, like we're going to trap him almost and like make him run out of bounds. It was, it was so fucking crazy all the way. It would have been crazy if he pushed him out of the two yard line, if it worked to get him out of the two yard line. The fact that he did that and then let him into the end zone was even crazier. Yeah, yeah. Like, you I, did nothing. You, you didn't even, you know, with that concept, at some point you're going to eventually meet up at the goal line and you at least have a play. He missed it. Right. He didn't have a chance. At that was, that was the worst play I've ever seen in my life. And I don't think that's exaggerated. That was the worst play by any football player I've ever seen in my life. Um, I was so livid in the moment. I could not stop texting. <laughs> I, 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 needed, I, I could not let that die. And I, I don't think I'll ever let that play die. That, that, that play is ingrained in my memory forever. But um, good thing you brought that up, C-Mac, because clearly I, I forgot about it. But, um, and yeah. Demarcus Lawrence is back. So this is the first time the Cowboys' D-line is at full strength. So you know yeah. what? I'm back on the Cowboys minus four. Yeah, I think those who are the three guys. I think it's three of them, right? They're all like top ten in getting after uh, or you know creating Greg, plays. Gregory Lawrence uh, is Randy Gregory back? Yeah, yeah, yep. Gregory's back. All I think it's is it three or four of them? There might be four different guys we talk about. Um, let me pull it up real quick. I Mika Parsons is awesome too, by the way. Parsons, yeah, Parsons, yeah, Parsons, 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 awesome Parsons. Pick, pick the best all time pick. Um. All right, let's let's move on to that fourth pick or yep. fifth or fourth. This is fifth. Yep. So fifth pick. I'm gonna do the opposite of C Mac because I'm such a good guy. I'm gonna go with the Jets this week. I have them at uh, five and a half. Is that what you guys have, Matt? Uh. Yep, five and a half. Yeah. So I have the Jets five and a half. Um, Jets are at home. I believe the last five games for each team. Oh no, sorry. The Saints are zero and five. The last five. Jets are one and four. So if you just count those five games of the season, Jets have the better record. Uh, Jets right now, I think versus spread, they're three, nine. Saints are five and seven. So that's a toss up anyways. Um, The series for the Jets Saints is seven, six Saints. Um, I think this is the game where the Jets tie it up Um, since 89, I believe it was. And, uh, yeah, I, I like the Jets plus five and a half simply because I'm on this podcast. The, that, those were great stats. <laughs> and I'm, I'm finding it hard to disagree with any of them. <laughs> I, um, I agree with it as well. Yeah. yeah. We, were, we were talking about the Jets earlier. I said, I, I mean, I take them every week. So I'm starting pretty much all 0-1 as that 3-9 record against the spread you just alluded to. But <laughs> I like them again this week. I mean – this Saints seemed like they kind of suck. Yeah, they got a couple extra days, but I mean, what's a couple extra days against this Robert Sala, Jeff Albright defense, right? I mean, yep. you could probably figure it out in a day or two. So, like, what else are they? You know, it's not that big of a deal. Um, the the Saints secondary has looked pretty 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 bad lately. Um, for for a team that. I believe the Saints are pretty good at run defense. The Jets can't really run the ball, so I mean, let's let, let's just let's just throw the ball, right? I mean, I know Corey Davis is out, but Keelan Cole's back. Hopefully, Elijah Moore can go. I think he practiced today, so he should be fine. And uh, I mean, I like the Jets too. I'm not going to take them because I take them every week, and I feel like I got to take a, a break from them. But I, I do like the pick. And and Zach Wilson, Pepsi Rookie of the Week again. Oh. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. How many times? Simeon started too. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Simeon? No, he's not. Yeah, he is. For the Saints? I have Hill listed here. Oh, wow. False info on my end. 
Hill's got mallet finger though, the same thing Wilson had. Um, also, it feels like this year they're just like creating new injuries. Anyone else feel like that? Like mallet finger? Uh, oh, oh, wow. Well, wait. How the fuck is Taysom Hill going to play? Did you see his finger on the mallet finger? That is a new injury, but um, <laughs> his finger was so fucked up on Thursday. I don't even know. He was throwing a fucking like a brace on it. A splint. A splint. Yeah, that's that's the better word for that. Yeah, I have no idea. And uh, the guy who broke off that big touchdown, he got suspended. He, he drove drunk after his big tutty. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're already lacking weapons. I think Kamara might be back, though. Um, so that is, that is a big piece. Uh, he um, did fully participate today. So Yeah, so he's back. Um, they're just gonna, they're literally going to just – So he's going to have 15 catches, 150 yards, two yeah. touchdowns. We'll see if Salah has a fucking – And then Elijah Moore is going to – 200 um, yards. I will say that um, it's a bad line uh, for sure. Uh, Philly just came to town and they were what minus six as well, and they're a way better team than New Orleans right now with the backup. So, well, how is New Orleans getting the same respect? But it's the Jets. Um, anything less than a touchdown with the Jets, I'm not going to be rushing to take. But I would lean Jets as well there. I think um, it's the right side. It's the quote unquote sharp side, but you know it's so hard watching that team play. Um, also, with Michael Thomas, like, has, uh, what retired? He's out again. No, no, he got hurt or something. Okay, like, like, what is he hurting? What is going on? With uh, he he hurt his uh, fucking. Uh, he got hurt again when he was coming back. He's like, I'm just done for the year. <laughs> uh, he's uh... uh, some type of ankle injury. Yeah, I was set back with his ankle injury. Yeah. Yeah. But he's a man of faith, so it's all good. I, I see updates. He's working his ass off to come back. It's a guy who's played in two years. What, 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 what kind of rehab is that guy going through? They throwing like spiked balls at him? Yeah, he said, as many, of you, as, as many of you know, early last season, I injured my ankle and worked extremely hard over the next few months to get back in time to finish the season. Unfortunately, the rehab didn't go as planned, and I would need a procedure to repair the injury. And since then, I had another small setback. <laughs> I'm out for the season. <laughs> As as many, first of all, he's wrong off the bat. With as many of you know, nobody knows what's going on. I know he's God doesn't make mistakes, so I will continue to follow his path. <laughs> he is the he is the least interesting receiver in the world. So nobody, no one's missing him. Like he was never a guy to give you like good highlights. It was like six yard slant catches you without. I mean, um, all, yeah, all I read from that quote was Drew Brees is not here. It's Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon on a quarterback, and I will not be playing for this yeah. team. Yeah. His contract up. He might be. He, they had bad blood out of nowhere too. No, I, didn't they just sign him to an extension like two years ago or something? A year ago? right before the bet. Like something happened with him, right? There was like fucking. It was crazy. I don't know, man. I fucking hate the Saints. Um, <laughs> that's just a team I wish would just like get rid of. Like Champagne's a good coach. Don't get me wrong, but it's almost like, all right, I'm sick of the same old song and dance. Like you guys haven't made the Super Bowl in so long. It's like, how about we just like. Kind of with Tomlin and the Steelers, right? Like I'm almost—I know they're good coaches, but like I'm ready for just something new there. Yeah, um, yeah. He's yeah. five years, ninety-six million uh, in 2019. Crazy. Yep. All right. Well, so those are the five picks. Um, I guess we'll see. We'll, uh, we only had one person beat us so far. First hopefully guess, I'm, hopefully I'm number Took two. Five and zero. Oh. I think we went five and zero. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they they yeah, want to be this. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Any uh, closing thoughts here? You got two no, minutes. Uh, 
two minutes. Um, no, no, honestly, no real closing thoughts. Uh, definitely excited to be on. Uh, unfortunately, I'm a size large T-shirt now. So once I win it, just send it <laughs> on over my wife, please. Um, but, yeah, definitely looking uh, forward to the Slater Games this Sunday. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, here we go. He's a, he's a wide medium. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wide all around. He's a medium in the shirt, and the shirt doesn't shrink. <laughs> yep. It stretches. It depends on the material. You guys actually just make hoodies instead? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll get on that. <laughs> Fucking, yeah, yeah, I'll get on that. <laughs> all right, Quash, thanks for coming on. Us, like... Yeah. Dude, I mean, why do you – like, we – one person has won these so far. True, true. You probably have two hundred in the fucking true. warehouse. True, true, true. That's fair. Make people earn them. We we're going through a rebrand re soon too, so we're gonna. <laughs> All right, Quatch. Thanks for coming on. Uh, so you are on. I wrote it down here. You were on Steelers plus three and a half, Bucks minus three, over forty three in the Browns Ravens. Under 48 in Washington football team in Dallas, and then Jets plus five and a half. Yes, sir. It was a pleasure being on. I appreciate you guys both. All right. Let's mm -hmm. hope you win. You can come back next week. Sounds good. I'll be there. Awesome. All right. Thank Everyone you, guys. sir. Later. I got to be honest. I, I did not know how to pronounce his last name. I did not know it was actually Quatch, but Quatch. Basically, what we got to do now, we got a little, we'll take a little break from the picks real quick, and we got to recap some things from last week. Um, okay. I have some takes, and I know you do as well. I want to start by hearing your, you know, you had a, you had a chance to calm down a little bit since the, the the game. What what bets did you have on the Vikings last week? And it, talk me through what your thought process was watching it. I guess we'll start with that with the, the earlier game of the two. All right. All right. Thanks for coming on, Quatch. Uh, we are back. We are talking about last week, and we touched on it, and the Vikings suck. So what I had on them was I took them live twice. Very funny Instagram post, thank by you. the way. I forgot, to, I forgot to give you props for that. That was very funny. Thank you. Um, I was not happy. <laughs> I had him in a teaser I teased him down to, I think, just money line. It was the last part of the teaser. Uh, mm -hmm. It was the third leg of it. So that, you know, that hit, obviously. And then I bet I live bet him twice. And the reasoning here was the Lions haven't won a game yet. <laughs> and I just, figured that, <laughs> I just figured that they would eventually win, which, like, they probably should have. And, and to be honest, it was, it was, it kind of played out like I thought it was. I, I kind of figured that if the game was close enough towards uh, towards the end of the fourth quarter, Dan Campbell was going to do something stupid, and he did, going mm -hmm. for it on their own 25, right? And mm -hmm. the fact that it's fourth and inches from your own 28-yard line, and you run a rollout with a very immobile quarterback, and he doesn't even get the ball, the throw off on fourth and inches, is just mind-blowing to me. Um, so that was kind of my thought process there. The Vikings seem to be decent at coming from behind. They're always in one-score games. I thought they would have, you know, against the Lions, would have got it done. The uh, 
the last drive was just mind-blowing. I Like, what was – Lions had no timeouts, right? What was there, a minute 15 left maybe? Something like um, that. Yeah, so I think the first issue that we have, where we got to start is at the goal line. It might have been out right outside the two-minute. I you know I think they had almost a full two-minute drill because I think the first play out of the two-minute warning. Right, they scored. They ran a passing. Uh, they, they threw it to Jefferson for the tutty. And I believe that was third it was, down, though. That was third down. Okay, was it? I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I'm sorry. So never mind. Then, 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 then I take that back. But yeah, so it was a full, it was out of the two minute warning. Because um, I remember looking up and I was like, wait, why'd they score so quick? I didn't know it was third down, though. So yes, they had almost a full two minutes, but no timeouts. Um, and they kind of blew it even a little bit because in those situations, uh, you don't want to actually spike it. Right. That's kind of the, the, the new understanding is that you're better off keeping that same defense out there. You know what they're doing. Just have call, have the two minute offense and, and just and goss the guy now where he should know this far into the, you know, he's been in the league for what, seven years now. He, you know, he knows, he knows what, how to read defenses. You hope by now. And they say it's actually better to do that. And I think after the first decent game, he fucking spiked it and he stops everything. And, and everyone it, takes it a was, deep breath and it was, it was the first, yeah. So the first play was six yards. He stayed in bounds, so it wasted like twenty seconds. Right. Second play was incompletion. Third, third down, they they got the first down. I think it was like 10, 15 yards. We spiked it on first down. Right, and that's the thing. You don't. You, you, I know you maybe lose a few seconds, but you're gonna have a bigger play out of that than when you spike it and they change the defenses and they regroup. They regroup because then you're settling for the next like five yard dump dump off type of thing. Um, so I did that, and then I'll, I'll pass it back to you. Pretty much just slowly made their way down. And even going into that last play, it was kind of like, uh, you know, didn't think they were going to get it, right? And I'll, I'm going to pass it back to you for what, what you were thinking during this. Yes. Going into the timeout, the timeout, pretty much just get to the timeout of Zim. They, they, they made it down rather easily. I, Jared Goff made one very good throw that I thought. I forget. I forget what play it was, but he made he made one good throw, but the rest was just like underneath. It was like six, seven yards, but they're getting out of bounds. It's like, don't you want to keep them inbounds to waste time? Right. No, let's give them six, seven, let them come out of bounds. I was like, okay, so this is the first bad thing. Anyway, they get down to, what was it, the 11, 12-yard line, and they have like two plays left. And then the first play is just like a broken play, whatever. And then Mike Zimmer calls a timeout to see what the offense is lining up to. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I kind of get that. And then the fucking play, the two guys, it was the safety and the quarterback. The quarterback's covering the fucking pylon for no reason. No one's over there. The safety is covering probably about eight yards deep in the end zone. Like they didn't realize that if you caught a touchdown in in the front of the end zone, it'd be a touchdown. It didn't make any sense to me. They were so late to react. I was saying before the play, you have to rush at least five. Goff sucks with pressure. You have to get a little pressure in his face. If you're going to sit eight, why would you not have at least three guys just staying on the, the, the end zone line? Make them throw over somebody. Make them fit into a tight window. I could have probably made that throw. That's how easy Mike Zimmer, after a timeout he took, made that for Jared Goff. And on top of everything, his girlfriend is celebrating like he won the Super Bowl, which he's been to already. It was his first win of the season. What are we mm-hmm. doing? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I there's so much to break down. But basically, first thing is, yeah, they basically they called the defense that acted as if the back of the end zone was the goal line. Like where they were lined up should have been instead of in front of the back of the end zone, it should have been in front of the goal line. Yeah, and like, not to is, mention, is the defensive coordinator like from the CFL where they have the the field goal in the middle of the end zone and there's space like what, what the fuck was that? And to make matters worse is, I mean, the receiving options of St. Brown, Raymond, they're small guys. Reynolds, um, small, they're all small. Yeah, yeah they're, they're small guys besides Hawkinson. So, man, okay, throw a guy. If you're going to play that zone, everyone line up in front of the goal line. You know, is Goff going to drop one over the head? The, the, these small receivers are going to go up? No way. So the only guy I had to worry about was Hawkinson, and you can easily just take him out of the picture by putting a couple guys on. He's out of the picture. Very strange. Um, I was, ha- you know, I think I texted you right before it happened. I was like, I wish you didn't have so much on the Lions or on the uh, Vikings because, you know, did want to root for the Lions. Um, absolutely stunned by the video that came out of Christian Harper, who's a, a Sports Illustrated uh, swimsuit model. Jared Goff's girlfriend, apparently, or I don't. It might be more serious than that. I am absolutely shocked because you were more caught up in the fact that she was celebrating as if he won the Super Bowl. I can't believe that dude got shipped. I'm assuming they met in LA and he was shipped to Detroit and she stuck through it. Is she living in Detroit with him? Did she pick up and move to Detroit with him? That reaction was, was astonishing that he had that type of support from a sports illustrated uh, swimsuit model. I was more caught up on that. I was like, how, what the hell is going on? And he seems like the most boring motherfucker in the world. You know, let's also talk about that. And that's where my mind was at with that. I um, I am very surprised that you're surprised that she is with him. Really? I am just going to say, now, I'm sure she's a nice girl. She seemed like a nice girl. And she's got her own job, right? So she's probably not in for the money. However, however, four years, $134 million. That's his contract. Yeah, but dude, when you're, in, when you're a swimsuit model, that's a diamond. You know, you that's that a diamond dozen. No, come on. You That's got Cooper a dime Cup out there. Cooper Cup's out there. Cooper Cup's out there. Come on, dude. Receivers aren't getting paid that kind of money, dude. Oh, it's all the same. He got Bro. three years, 50 mil, 35 guaranteed. SI swimwear models have a median salary of 72K a year before taxes. Let's bring that word. I can find this. I almost made that much. I Her net worth is 1.5 mil, so that's pretty cool. Okay, that's better. Still, it's not um, 34 million. And he does seem like yes. a very boring guy. Yeah, but dude, Detroit, like I don't, I mean, I, I don't know if she's living there. So many athletes out there. Christian Harper. I looked into it because I was so confused that I was just very confused with the support system he had at home. Um, I'm assuming they're doing long distance. There's no way she moved to Detroit, which makes it that makes a lot more sense if she's like, hey, you know. Maybe we got an open relationship <laughs> when, when you're in Detroit. She's actually from she, – she's a film actress that says, actually, it's weird. There's um, no way she's walking around the streets of Detroit. I refuse to believe that. I would tend to agree with you. I wouldn't even be surprised if, if, if Goff took a private jet back to L.A. every night after practice. Listen, I got to be honest with you. That was one of the first things that popped in my head when I saw that video. <laughs> You know, no, no disrespect to Detroit, obviously. It's just not L.A. <laughs> no, no, no. But exact actually, opposite, actually. Yeah. I was, I was actually very intrigued by that. But yeah. 
Blake Griffin did a stint there. I think Kendall Jenner went there once. So maybe True. Detroit's True. got popping. Got the first win. Got their first um, win. And I feel so bad that I wasn't on it because I bet them almost every week. So um, in retrospect, Dan Campbell, Jared Goff, and all the boys. Um, I know we did this for DeAndre Swift, so God bless you guys. And, you know, just keep, keep it going. It was an all-time moment. Because anytime you have a moment where you win a regular season game and you're acting like – and the guys are, have no shame in acting like they won the Super Bowl. The way Goff ran to Campbell's arms <laughs> – it was awesome though. Wait, 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 I don't hate. I don't hate that at all. No, me either. Me either. I think it's good. You need that because I do think we need to start like celebrating more like regular season wins because we only have seventeen games. Yeah, every game does mean so much that like you know it should be like a damn. We just you know I I, I I'm all for that and especially them acknowledging the fact that like you know they they didn't have a win. They haven't won a game in a year. I think that's totally fine. I I don't you know some people make fun of it. I think it's fine. I think it's great. Um, I don't know if that's soft, but I, I'm fine with it. No, I, I loved it. and Yeah, yeah. I mean, 364 days since their last win. Mm-hmm. The, the way they did it, the, the heartbreak that they have had uh, in the season, you know, prior to this, right? You have the Ravens hitting a 60, what, 63-yard field goal. Uh, they should have beat the Vikings. Um, so, yeah, I, I didn't mind the celebration at all. Um, yeah. I just wish Mike Zimmer got fired. Yeah. No, I think he's on the way out, to be honest. Unless they, they make the playoffs, which I don't see happening. I don't even want them to, um, so. He's on the way out. I'm going to cancel this ticket. Yeah. Uh, Jefferson's unbelievable, though. I will say that. Oh, he's He might be, like, a top five receiver right now in the league. Um, oh, he definitely is. But anyway, on a quick note, uh, did have the, the biggest wager of the year on the Chargers, which was an absolute roller coaster. Um I, I just want to make one quick note about that is uh, I know people get so caught up in, and, and they get all excited with fantasy football and these guys who do this and that. Austin Eckler, the fact that they try to use him as a, a workhorse is mind blowing. I've never seen a guy lose the ball more than him. And, and people are like, Oh, there's four fumbles on the year. It's like, no, this guy multiple times is like his, he's saved by his knee getting down beforehand. That is still horrible ball security. If I was a coach, regardless if you're down or not, if that ball comes out, I'm fucking pissed. It's like, no, 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 that thing should not be squirting around. You know, it shouldn't take a review to see, oh, shit, his ass just hit the ground before they fucking ripped it out of your hands and ran the other way. Um, it's nonstop with him. And also, man, the play calling from Staley, a lot of these big plays they had, I think I was, I'm going to say borderline lucky with, with the outcome of that because multiple big plays were just jump balls where they have pretty much Herbert roll out, turn around, look across the field and it's single coverage, but he, he's throwing a jump ball. He's not leading him. It's not hitting him in stride to jump ball. And Guyton, who's a smaller receiver came down with one for a touchdown. You can't rely on that. And luckily for them, they can rely on Mike Williams. I mean, anytime you're in trouble, just throw it in that guy's direction because I've never seen, I don't know if there's any receiver besides maybe Hopkins who's better at just like going up and grabbing a contested catch than him. His contested catch rating in Madden has to be 99 because it's nonstop with him. They don't use him as much as they should. Um, but ultimately, a uh, quick note on that, and I wanted to get on to um, the Pats, Bill's Pats. Um, had the Pats, hit, hit the Pats in our, our contest. After last season, and I keep calling him Doug McDermott, I keep forgetting his fucking first name, the coach of the Bills, People, um, Sean, you yeah, people unanimously like just call him a top five coach and act like he was his great coach last year. 
And I thought it was a little bit like, okay, like, yeah, had a good season. But that guy, that team went into Monday Night Football with almost acted like they were shocked that there was wind with the game plan. I mean, Dabble, we were the biggest fans of him last year, should have took a, taken a head coach shot because the shine on him has completely worn off. He will not get head coach interviews. His, his play calling is horrible. Every time they even got close to the end zone, he would just – like, they had the same type of running scheme as Kansas City where there's not anything besides kind of shotgun and then give it to the running back to, to – he gets two yards just because of the formation the defense is lined up in when you're spreading it out. you get to, There's nothing to it. There, there's absolutely nothing to it. And every time they got into the red zone, he started off with a run for two yards. And then he calls, uh, you know, some sort of play action or, you know, shotgun pass in the wind. And they have Allen throwing to the side of the field where it, the wind is catching it and just bringing it out. Of, like it was, they were talking about it on the air or even Steve Levy, God bless him, was like, you should throw to the other side of the field. Like you'd rather the wind blowing at you than take like, you know, go, whatever it was, the way it was taking the wind over, just making the same mistakes over and over. Uh, JC Jackson should have had a pick six if it wasn't for the wind saving uh, Allen. Um, mind blowing was so mind blowing the play calling. Um, McDermott just aimlessly, and he challenges a QB sneak, which is wild, where, where, you know, clearly he had it, lost challenge there. And then they, they should. That was such a weird, like, he was dead to rights, and the ref just they didn't blow the whistle. That was the problem. Uh, yeah, right? I mean, so, you can't challenge that. You're right. I mean, there's right, no right. reason to challenge that. Except, you know what, dude? It was a very similar play in the Jet game. I don't know if you saw it. Um, it, it, was a, it was a quarterback sneak. Did not get it by any means. They didn't. And Wilson at the goal line? Was it that one? No, no, no. It was It was the Eagles. It was, it was uh, Minshew. Did not get it. Okay. They ruled that he didn't get it. They challenged it. Gene Steratore and the guys in the booth are all saying there's, there's definitely not enough to, to overturn it. Um, so this is going to stand. Not only did it get overturned they didn't even place it down for another um measurement they just gave him the first down gene steratore was at, like he was he was incredible uh-huh. Uh-huh. it was it was a weird that is strange yeah but you can't challenge that play if you're if you're mcdermott that was just that was asinine and you know i want to make sure i, I literally have a list of things man this is the first time i've ever written down and you can see i have a list of things to talk about the bills about um also, in a game like that with the weather, right, the, they say the most important thing is winning that coin toss. Because when you win the coin toss, you defer, and in both halves, and you've explained it to me, you get to choose which way you go. And that is, it was a, it was a, a tailwind, I believe it's called, where it's from one end zone to the other. Kind of, it, was, it got a little bit slanted, I think, near the end. But in the beginning, it, it's end zone to end zone. And that is not that big of a deal. You just need it at your back. That, that's that's just a bit. They in the second, defer, in the second and fourth, yeah, yeah. Yes, and they come out and they defer, and um, they end up within the first quarter. And it's almost like they had no idea. They're taking their time, running the play clock all the way down to one, running the ball in, in these jumbo formations as if the Bills have any idea what they're doing. They're doing nothing, not moving the ball. And then ultimately, the Patriots go up 8 nothing, and they broke a big run, whatever, because that defense is, is soft as fuck, and the Pats are just a horrible matchup for them, fine. They go beat nothing, and the first quarter is coming to an end, and I'm sitting there being like, they got to go hurry up. Taking their sweet-ass time, man. If it wasn't for a botched punt, they would have had zero points in the first quarter yeah. with the wind at their back. It is so asinine, and they're just – and McDermott's just sitting there like, yep, shaking his head, it's all good. Second half comes out, and they choose to take the ball 
right? And, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, they chose to take the ball to start the half rather than getting the wind in the fourth quarter at their back. Yeah, I, yeah I'm almost positive. What do they do to start the third? What do they do? They, um, I think I got one first down in the first play and they end up punting, and that's it. The game, the game's over. The game's over. And it was just, it's, it's, I mean, so it wasn't even game. over because they made it to the red zone three other times, down four, and they, they didn't get a single point from it. Why, why the fuck would he kick a field goal, a 30, was it 32, 33 yard field goal? The kicker yeah, knew it was going to make that, right? You would, I know it was fourth and seven, right? It was fourth and seven from like the mm-hmm. 17 or something. The kicker probably yeah. knew he couldn't make that with the win. You leave that up no. to chance down four? Because you Dude. don't have the win again. So you're going to kick a field goal to make it a one-point game, and you're going to try to kick another field goal to win the game? Going in this direction, this win? doesn't make any sense. I'm, I'm telling you right now, man. It's what, what Bill Belichick – has done with this league, you will never see a gap between a coach and the rest of the league than what he does. And, and people are like, oh, he didn't really do anything. It's like he came out and was like, first of all, his whole game plan going into this season, right, was everyone's spreading it out. Every, the Bills are trying to match up with the Chiefs. The Chiefs are trying to match up with the Bucks and all these spread offenses. And he goes, you know what? Once again, ahead of the curve, I'm going to bring in the biggest, baddest dudes, and I'm going to run the ball. I'm going to draft another running back to who fits Damian Harris. Damian Harris and Stevenson, I will take those, that combo of those two over anyone besides maybe Jonathan Taylor in the league because, yeah. you know, he, he's he's a special. That combo, they're perfect for each other, and they just dominate in the trenches on both sides of the ball while everyone else is spreading it out. And look what happens. They're going to be – they're an actual contender, dude. Like, and, and, not, and I'm not just hopping on the bandwagon because, you know, we've been we, – we, I feel like we've been fairly – you know, giving them enough credit throughout the year, the Pats. Um, and you know what? Mac Jones is going to continue to just do what he has to do. Three pass attempts. It's the most disrespectful win in game plan going to a game I've ever seen against a division rival who was supposed to dominate that division this year. Um, if I was a Bills fan, to be sick. And the bigger issue at hand here is that a team from Buffalo built a soft football team. How they're better off a wild card and going and playing in, you know, in um, Tennessee or in Indy. How do you build uh, the soft, such a soft, soft football team? They can do anything in the trenches. And they can't, they, they, they can't do anything in the trenches. Nothing. Nothing. Um, it, it just it, it blows my mind. Um, you know, to, and to, I think I, to your point, the, a lot, I feel like uh, some people saw this coming with, with Belichick wanting to run the ball more because you kind of saw it with the, the West Coast offense, like right, the spread offense a couple of years ago, everyone started getting uh, smaller in defense, quicker, right? You had those kind of hybrid uh, safeties, linebackers, all those guys. Yep, yep. Belichick's kind of bringing this in now, right? He's going to run the ball. These, yep. these smaller safeties, linebackers, whatever, they can't stop yep. the run. Yeah, everyone's running the nickel defense, right, with the, with the slot corner. Right, right, and he is just taking advantage of that. I don't even think his game plan was – to throw the ball, obviously, three times with Mac Jones, two times on the last drive. He was – I'm sure he was just a bit surprised that this was actually working. Yeah, yeah. Almost – I 100% agree. It was almost like we're going to do this. He wanted the first quarter to end. He didn't want to even score points. He wanted just first quarter to end, have right. the wind. Right. As always. And it was basically like we'll cross that bridge when we have to. And then by the fourth quarter, he was like, holy shit. Like <laughs> We could just – they literally have no fucking clue on the other sideline. We're just going to keep doing this. We're going to let them beat themselves. And I, I, 
without the muff punt, dude, it's not even a game. Yeah. It's not even a fucking game. It blows my mind. At home, man, and you got a raucous crowd. You have a quarterback in Mac Jones who, who the only time he played in college was in COVID crowds. He has not seen any sort of raucous environment like that. In the cold weather that he's not used to at all, he looked fucking freezing, which that's going to be an issue because he looked abnormally cold and was constantly screaming that someone has to get him a ball to like stay warm. That's going to be an issue. They got to figure that out because eventually they're going to have to throw the ball and uh, that's going to be an issue. But it was the most pathetic loss of the season, in my opinion. And I'm not even, I'm not even exaggerating. Uh, it's, you know, no, I, I heard of and dabble, man, we were so high on him. I don't know what the hell's going on. And it's like, you're inside the five yard line, man. If you just have Allen run up the middle fucking four times, I promise you. get the fucking ball with Allen? Oh, dude, it blows my mind. There was no, they don't even run option plays. They don't even run RPOs. They ran an RPO for a TD to, or I'm sorry, no, that was actually Herbert. I'm thinking of Herbert with Keenan Allen. I have no idea, dude. I have no clue what, it's just, it's so depressing. I I don't know what the game plan was because I really, it was a big moment for Buffalo, I think, to kind of like, you know, okay, tough year. Like, let's grind one out, get get the win here. In a very winnable game, in a game they should have won. Um, and it's, it's, you know, luckily for them, they're going to have the playoffs to make up for it. But if I was a Buffalo fan, man, I, I think I'd be more upset waking up Monday morning than for us as Jets fans. than we, we have been so far waking up after a pass loss. I think, you know, this is their division. The Jets have never gone into a season. And it's like, oh, this is their division to win. This is the Bills should win this division. And they're going to lose it to Mac Jones. And then he attempted three passes in yeah, Buffalo but- weather. Exactly. It's Buffalo. It's Buffalo weather, and it's like, oh, well, we're not built for that. Exactly, what? dude. You're the you're the number one team to win the Super. Uh, well, not number one, but probably coming out of the AFC. Uh, let's right. say two right. to to the Chiefs preseason, right? You have this this sick home field advantage. You have the third rated, uh, the third highest uh, MVP guy in, in Josh Allen, right? Everyone coming back. No, you lose anyone. Everybody coming back. Coordinator, coach, um, all that. You have a game at, at home on a Monday night. You don't get many primetime games up in Buffalo. On a Monday night to – if they won that, they would have been first on win percentage, right? If they win mm-hmm. that, they'd be in first at, and, and control their own destiny in the division, get that home game. You lose to the Patriots who have a rookie quarterback who threw three fucking times during the game. It's unbelievable. You don't deserve anything. Not built for that weather. Not built for that. Serve anything. It's ridiculous. Not built for the weather that you play in year round. That you practice in, that you live in. Everybody's up there. Oh. Do they practice in a dome? I wouldn't be surprised if they fucking practice in a dome. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would think they do. Yeah. Um, it's just, it, it was, I had to, you know, like I said, I had patch posts through the contest. Like it, it, it was so fucking pathetic. It was, I couldn't believe my eyes. Um, I just had did, to say something. Did you see, uh, I just want to ask you a quick question here. Did you see Kurt Warner on, on part of my take? I actually thought he brought up an interesting point. Um, got to talk about his movie too, but go on. Oh, well, okay, yeah. Um, he, he actually brought up a, a, a decent point in, in my mind. He said that all football should be played in, in, in domes. He didn't think that the weather should be as much of a factor as it is. And his reasoning was – he played obviously uh, for the Rams in St. Louis. And then he played in Arizona for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. He was saying his teams could never prepare for, for going up North, right. Playing in the snow, playing in the cold, playing in the wind. You, you, you literally can't practice in that. 
in those spots that he was in. And it, gotcha, gotcha. It, it, it seemed like an actually decent point because right away I like write him off with my guys, you know, he's soft, whatever. And I was like, actually, that's that's kind of a decent point, right? Because you're a cold weather team, you can practice outside, right? But if you're playing, a, uh, you know, in, in humid temperatures, maybe turn the heat up in, in the practice dome, go inside, right? It, it right. seemed a decent point right. to me. I still probably don't agree with it, but. Right. No. So that's interesting. So it's actually funny you bring that up because that has been um, going into the game Monday night. It was a big thing on Twitter, big controversy, controversy, controversy. Um, it, it was a big debating point. Some people were like, Hey, if you love the game of football and, and they didn't bring up that point. At least I didn't see that point. That's a good point though. But they were saying, you know, it's the, you know, having an advantage with the wind shouldn't be a thing. And, you know, I get that. Um, I think weather is awesome in football. There's no way you can get rid of it. Now, what I wondered to Kurt's point, because I think that's actually a, a decent uh, thing to talk about, is you, uh, a team should be allowed to go. Now, what guys want to do this because it's a job. You should be allowed to go up there beginning of the week and practice. Out, you know, if you want to do it, right? Like if you're actually if you're fuck care that much, I'm sure they hey, could, right? To a certain extent, right? If they really wanted but to, but. Right, it's a job, and guys don't want to fucking leave all week. So I, I, you know, it's tough. But hey, you can't, you can't, you know, best of both worlds. You want to have better preparation? Well, then go up there and stay in a hotel, and you know, uh, practice outside and get used to it. Just stand um, out there. Interesting point, though. I, I you know, there's because a, a, a dome playing outside. But I mean, look at Drew Brees. We, we, that was a tale as old as time with him doing it. So we knew there was something to it. I guess I never thought about the fact that it's impossible for him to even prepare for it. Um, but, you know, there is ways, man. In the offseason, go fucking train in the cold somewhere. Like, you know, you could definitely figure it out. You just don't want to. Yeah, I mean, you could. But, like, that. I, I think he was talking more on, like, the week basis. You know, you, right. you can't which, – which I agree with. But, um, Do you like dome games and domes? We're going to we're gonna have to, like, speed through the rest of the games. Yeah, right? um, I, I, I don't really care. Do you, do you not like them? I like the way turf looks. Mm. on tv when you get your fedex fields when you get your uh the grass up in in philly i don't like the way that looks because it looks like shit quite frankly mm. i like the way turf looks under the under the lights i wouldn't say i like dome games more than i'd rather a game be outdoors with yeah i'd rather a game be outdoors but i don't i don't hate dome games i understand why some teams do it right I think we, you know, I, I hate Lucas Oil Stadium. I don't know. Why. I don't like. Oh, I, why? that was. The, I that was, hate. You said you like dome games. That was the first stadium I thought of. I, was, I hate watching games there. I don't. It looks like you're in like a high school. Gym. I don't know what it is. The Colts of Uni's in there too. It's so bland. It's all just like. Um, but then when you think about like the Dallas Stadium, that one's awesome. Um, SoFi Stadium, I'm sure, will be awesome. Um, you need some sunlight. You need natural light. You need yeah, some you sort of natural yeah. light. I think maybe that's what it is. That might be uh, the gist of it. But um, but then again, nothing beats like I think of like FedEx when when RG three towards ACL. I know it's like a horrible moment, but like those that type of atmosphere and environment, Heinz Field in Baltimore in wintertime, dude, and um, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, 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 it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and it, oh, it probably hurts so fucking bad. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's, it's all, it's all pampering. And you said, everyone runs a spread offense. No team, the best teams aren't built for cold weather. So that's kind of, this playoffs is going to be pretty cool. We're, we're kind of heading towards a, a very, um, 
you know, dangerous path of the best teams are not built for cold weather. So, you know, a team like Indy gets in there. Indy's almost better suited. Here's the funny thing. Indy's better suited to be on the road. You don't, with their style of offense, you want to run a ground and pound game. You're inside in the dome against, you know, a team like Kansas City or Buffalo. You don't want those guys coming to you. I'll go to you in that cold weather, and I will give you Jonathan Taylor and Quentin Nelson fucking 50 times a game. So Colts, Patriots in the playoffs are going to be two very yeah. tough outs. Yeah. So I think the yeah. NFL is going more towards that. Mm-hmm. NFL is a game of copycats, right? It's a game of trends. It's a league of copycats, mm-hmm. league of trends. It's you can't keep drafting these smaller guys on defense and expect the league not to adapt. And I think it's going to get it, it, it's going to be more of a running game. And yeah, they are going to be very tough outs with those two offensive lines, those two yeah. uh, the running backs on on both sides, and obviously the yeah. defense are pretty good. That I hate how likable the Pats defense is, dude. Even Judon with the red sleeves, just so fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all right, no, good, good, good talk, good combo. I think um, as we get closer to the playoffs, you know, I think it'll be more talking points on kind of who's, you know, the matchups, right? It's going to be a big thing this year, probably more so than we've ever seen, where it's not just avoiding the really good teams. It's kind of where are you playing? How are they playing? Um, so it'll be pretty cool. I cannot believe uh, – I don't think New England holds the one seed. I think, unfortunately, Tennessee is going to probably get it just because of how easy their, uh, their path is. Um, but I don't think they're good, personally. So it's just good parody. There's parody, man. So, um, yeah, for sure. On keeping on here. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll speed through these. You'll kind of yeah, just quick thoughts. Yeah. All right. So we got first off, we got uh, Vegas at Kansas City. Um, little rematch from a few weeks ago when we actually the day we went to the game, uh, the Jets game. Uh, you know, Vegas. We talked about how they just didn't do what everyone else does, and um, they got blown out. They're they were at home that time too. They're yeah. catching. 10 again? What was the spread that day? It was 10. Um, no, it was low. It was like three and a half or something. Oh, God, was it? Okay, yeah. so they're catching nine, catching nine and a half now. Total 48. Uh, I will let you begin. Nothing here. I, I, I lean Vegas. I lean Vegas, and you, you like to think they don't, you know, you don't make the same mistake twice. Um, uh, I yeah, you would, but I, I don't trust that. Right, right. Um, one quick look, though, is I think the team total that I saw for Vegas is 19 and a half. I think that's a, a good buying low spot that Kansas yeah. City defense is starting to play a lot better uh, ever since Sorensen got benched. Go figure. Even though he had a pick six last week, it was all lucky. He sucks. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. Um, um, keep an eye on that team total. That seems a little bit low to me. Uh, Carr just, you know, usually shows up against Kansas City. I wouldn't let one game Agreed. distract you. And Waller also back. Um, but nothing there for me yet. We'll move on. Uh, we talked Jets, New Orleans. Since he hosting San Fran. Um, since he is catching one and a half at home and total is 49. Uh, what do you got here? Oh, dude, I had a stat. Let me try to find it. You, you start. You start. I'll start. I, I had a stat. So, so like I said, uh, the biggest wager uh, of the year was on Chargers last week, and I was watching that game intently. I had it on the big screen. Um, and I walked away thinking two things, and it was funny. It was that one is that you got to be careful betting this Chargers team. On the other hand, I was like, I want to back Joe Burrow. I've never seen a quarterback like just so like he has total control of those guys. He's a, he's a full leader. Like he's when when he screws up or anyone screws up, he's pissed. Like he he he's just a leader. Like uh, I don't know how to explain it. He is everything he was, um, you know, hyped up to be. And I think it's great for for the game because you know sometimes guys have that final breakout year before the draft and they don't pan out because it was a kind of a fluke. He's a guy who's showing that no, he's he's the real deal. Um, I want to back the Cincy team moving forward. 
unfortunately, you know, I'm not you got a San Fran team that I cannot get the fuck a feel on. Um, Shanahan versus Taylor, I feel like is a little bit of a mismatch there. And um, I would lean San Fran here, unfortunately. But uh, I'm not getting involved. Burrow's got the, the fucked up finger, pinky finger. Although he played better after he heard it, for what that's worth. Um, San Fran's defense played a little bit better as of late, though, I think. So uh, what do you got here? Yeah, I lead San Fran as well. I think I'm going to take him if Debo plays. Just, uh, Elijah Mitchell mm-hmm. is out. Um, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he is out. They already ruled him out with a concussion? No, he's dealing with a knee knee um, knee swelling. Okay, um, I got to go pick up. Well, he's protected zero in fantasy, so I think he's uh, – I'm pretty sure he's definitely out. Uh, he didn't practice today. Here you go. Here you go. Okay. Um, so he is out, but I, I lean Niners here. The stat was something I saw on Twitter. Um, it's like Jimmy G. Uh, oh, he it was two throws outside of the numbers last week against the Seahawks, yeah. um, and he completed them both. So every other throw was inside the numbers. The Bengals are the twenty seventh or twenty eighth team in allowing like completion percentage, like you know, on throws inside the numbers. So it was just, yeah. like, <laughs> it's just like a weird ass stat. I was like, I love it. So I lean Niners here. I am just waiting to see if Diva plays. If Diva plays, I will be on them. Um, if he doesn't, I'm, I'm going to stay away because I, I do think he adds so much to that offense. I think there's a little too much stock being put into the Seahawks here. I mean, the Seahawks were dead to rights if they didn't hit that uh, that fucking, what was it, 90-yard fake punt run. I mean, they still suck. Um, Niners did not look particularly good, but they were just making a ton of mistakes. And Jimmy G is 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 really probably not that good. And that's no. very descriptive for me, but um, Kyle Shanahan's got to be like, Trey, you ready yet? Like, let, let's get going here. Cause he, for, for a guy that's been in the league this long, he is making some very, very boneheaded mistakes. Yeah. And um, San Fran outplayed Seattle, to your point. Uh, to the box score show, they outplayed him. It was uh, just, you know, couldn't get it done in the red zone and uh, obviously the fake punt. But um, I agree. I lean San Fran here. But like I said, I'm not rushing to bet against Cincy again. I, I watched them and I was very, very impressed. Uh, Chase shovel past a fucking dime from Burrow to the DB's hands. Uh, makes him a whole that, was, that was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just a lot of like, like shooting themselves in the foot. And I, I don't think that happens again. So I would um, I'm going to stay away from it, I think. But we'll move on here. We got Tennessee at home off a of bye. They're laying eight and a half against Jacksonville. I'm going to tell you right now, I, I hit Rams last week. I'm going to stay with it. It's get right spot. Every time you play the Jags, especially when they're on the road and you're going to do less than a touchdown, I don't get it. Uh, maybe it's a trap. I don't know how, how it would be a trap, but I'm going to take Tennessee here. Um, Julio should be back, and I, I AJ Brown is out at least another week, I believe. Um, but I will be on. Uh, I'll be on Tennessee here. What um eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um the Jaguars suck. The Jaguars suck. Yeah. They have no life. They do nothing well. It's a bad team. So uh, mm-hmm. I would I would lean that way with you as well. Move on here. We already talked about Cleveland. We got Carolina hosting Atlanta, and Atlanta is currently catching two and a half. We'll let you start here. Um, nothing much here for me. Uh, I I haven't bet a game with Atlanta involved uh, since 
like week five, week six, can't do it anymore. So nothing here for me. Uh, I would lean. I don't have a lean here. Is is PJ Tucker or is it Cam Newton? Cam, it's Cam. All right, so give me. Uh, I would lean Atlanta. Cam sucks. Yeah, so Joe, Joe Brady's gone. Uh, very interesting situation. Right. I don't know what's going on. I feel like there's more to it than what they're saying. Basically, he, did you see what Rule said? Yeah, he was going to fire him the day before Saturday, he, but he wasn't available. Whatever the yeah, whatever that so means. fucking something's weird, man. Um, stepping in is Rule's buddy from um, Baylor. That's so. I like to um, – I typically like to, to back a team in this situation because I think, um, you know, you don't know – on the defensive end, you don't know what to expect, right? Unfortunately, the guy in your center is Cam Newton. And also, it sounds like Matt Rule was pretty much saying Joe Brady wasn't running the ball enough. And yes. I know what my my uh, my big thing is. You don't, that was, you, don't, yeah. you don't back a team after, uh, <laughs> after they say they want to run the ball more. So – I'm gonna stay away from it. I, I would, I would probably lean Atlanta, although I feel like Atlanta's getting a little bit of love right now, and uh, they're they're kind of in the race. They haven't beaten anyone worthwhile this year, but you know, they, they, I could see them get another win here. Uh, but I'm gonna stay away. Yeah, I, I guess I, I guess I would dunk the head and lean Atlanta. Um, we'll move on. Seattle at Houston. Uh, Davis Mills is under center, and I don't know if it's strictly injury here. It seems like uh, they were quick to pull the trigger on Mills with Tyrod being questionable. Um, I don't hate the move. Well, why not? Right. Give the guy another chance. Got this kind of regroup after uh, playing for a little bit. Um, Seattle's laying eight and a half here and the total is 41 and a half. I will start. I have absolutely nothing here. I'll tease Seattle down most likely. I still don't think they're good though. Uh, your boy Jamal Adams is out for the year. Um, my boy, Blitz boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it sucks. They won, I guess against San Frank, but fucks up the Jets pick. I got nothing here though. Uh, if you do want to get, you, you want to kind of fade Seattle off of that fluky win against San Fran. At least you're getting Mills at home. Cause I think we saw what he did play that at home. He was a lot better. Wasn't saying much, but better than what he was on the road. So um, maybe lean Houston with the points if you fucking feel like it, but nothing for me. Not, not touching this game. Yeah. See you later. Uh, next up, we got Denver hosting Detroit. And I just realized that spreads up to 10. So that takes away one of my picks. Um, Goff and Kyle coming off their Super Bowl victory. <laughs> Going to Denver now. It's a fucking brutal team. I wonder what the weather's – What? Yeah, I was going to take Denver as well. Um, total 42 and a half. I, uh, I'll take the under here. Oh, my uh, God. Me too. All no, right. No, uh, I'm not going to take the under. I'm not going to take the under. I'm not going to take the under. That's too square. Too square. I'm, I'm um, yeah, I don't blame you. I, I, I would lean that way, but uh, I just saw 70% on the under. So that just seems like uh, – a red flag, but I, I got nothing here, man. Um, Denver doesn't deserve to really lay double digit points, I don't think. No. But um, at the same time, you know, let's talk quickly Detroit. Now that now that it is ten, are you taking the minus ten? Are you laying it? No, no, I'm I'm just taking the under. Oh, uh, oh, you're in the oh, you're in the under. Okay. Um, you know, if there's one coach and and one team, you know, one coach to not let his guys let down, you know, I put my money on Campbell, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know you're getting a Denver team laying ten. It's a lot of points. It's a shit ton of points. Yeah, but you got a you got a dome team going there as well. You know what? Give me the minus ten, dude. There's no way. Give me the minus ten. You got. We just talked about the dome team going up to Denver. Uh, I can only imagine it's got to be. I think it's cold. It's going to be. I think it's just going to be a very low scoring game. Yeah. 
Um, a lot of run plays, obviously. I mean, the Broncos want to run the ball. Detroit kind of wants to run the ball. They just really can't do it. So I would just say, let's say low scoring game here. Uh, I mean, no, this I, is Denver, Colorado. They're saying 60 degrees. Fuck. No wind. No wind? Uh, I did a quick search on weather.com, yeah. 10-day Denver, Colorado. I'm still taking the under, but I don't, I'm not happy. Scratch, scratch me. Scratch me, uh, Denver minus 10. All right, I'm scratching that. Um, Jesus. Next up, we have Herbert and Co. hosting the G-Men with Jake Fromm under center. I had no idea Jake Fromm was there. Um, me either. I didn't know Chargers, are laying, Chargers are laying 10 with a total of 43. Um, I'll let you start. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> G-Men are a very trendy pick this week. Are um, they? Yeah, Chargers don't deserve to lay these type of points, and they don't really have a home field advantage. So I understand it, but I, I mean, the Giants suck. Yeah, they do, and uh, you know, I guess, I guess if it was right. It's just the unknown from. I mean, he he was in Buffalo. I guess they got rid of him. Um, God, I have nothing here, man. I I'm, I really have nothing to say about that. Um, all right, we got two games left. We got we're going to Green Bay, the Sunday night game. There, uh, Fields is back. He's announced back. Rodgers, who owns the Bears, lays twelve, laying twelve and a half at home with a total of forty-three and a half. I will start here by saying I think this is. Give me the Bears. This is a gross, oh, okay. gross, gross. I think if you have any sort of fucking pride after what he did last time. You got it. Like, dude, I, I know that, like, he's pretty much been doing this forever, but, like, got to have some pride. You have fields who will be squirrely. Um, as you can tell, I don't have many picks at this moment. We got to give the five contests tonight. So give me the 12 and a half. It's a weird spread. Feels like it should just be 14. So I'll, I'll take the – this is just – I won't even watch it. <laughs> just, just, you know, hopefully fields gets in that back door there. I think this Green Bay defense is still very overrated. Um and, you know, Fields can make some things happen with his legs. I fucking hope Allen Robinson's back. Montgomery looked great last week. Um, very physical. They've had a very physical game, game plan against Arizona. And to be honest, if it wasn't for the fucking tur- turnovers from Andy Dalton, I think they would have had a, a chance at winning it. Um, Arizona had 24 points off turnovers, dude. It was crazy. And, um, you know, it seems like they should have enough fight in divisional games. Bears aren't bad enough to, to – you know, to, I can't pass up a 12 and a half on prime time, dude. That's a lot of fucking points. Um, are you on Green Bay? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Um, Anytime unreal. you have a quarterback in a division game, uh, say to a team, I own you, and then backtrack and say, I was just saying to this one right. fan, and then backtrack again saying, it, I mean, it kind of makes sense because of the, our, our, our record against you guys. I love them. I Coming off a bye, a lot of preparation, um, I, I just don't think – I don't think Chicago's that good. I mean, you could throw fields out there. You could throw anybody out there. I, I think Green Bay's defense is pretty good. But I think this is just really about Aaron Rodgers saying he owns the city and then kind of walking that statement back up. Not walking mm-hmm. down, walking it back up, and I'm all in on Rodgers right now. Let's cover this 12 and a half. 
I hear you. So I also need a, so I, I need a few picks because honestly, like I'm just right. shooting off the cuff. I'm running, I'm running low as well. So I, I, I currently have you've Tennessee. Cleveland, Tennessee, and Chicago. Jesus, that's it. All right. Um throw in Tampa Bay minus three for me. Okay. Final game here, we have Rams at Arizona. Arizona is laying two and a half and a total of 51 and a half. I will let you finish us off here. I I actually don't have anything here. I got to find another pick, but um, I don't have anything here. I would lean Arizona, to be honest. Um, it seems like Stafford's mm-hmm. really struggling with pressure and shit, much like Goff was, so I don't really know why McVay gave up two first-round picks for him. But uh, Carolina, he, their defense can get after the quarterback. Uh, Carolina, other uh, Cardinals, they can get after the quarterback. Um, they look pretty good, honestly. They look pretty. They look decent against the Bears in, in very shitty conditions. You know, to be mm-hmm. honest, um, they they kind of shit pumped the Rams in, in, in their prior meeting this year. I I think it comes down to the the Rams' offense looks broken without Robert Woods, and until they fix this, I, I think I'm just going to keep you know kind of selling on them because I think he did a lot more than people are giving him credit for, and. I mean, Cooper Cup was getting—I shouldn't say shut down, but he really—he really was not doing much until later in the game. Uh, OBJ got a touchdown, but it was just like a one-yard fade. Like, who the fuck cares? And then, like, I don't really know why they don't try to get Van Jefferson more involved. I feel like he's—he's very good. That's just my thought process. Um, They keep trying to Higby, who's so slow and just can't run. But uh, I'm not sold on this Rams offense. I think Arizona is just kind of getting healthier. Uh, Kyler kind of knocked the rust off. DeAndre Hopkins knocked the rust off in the game against Chicago. So I would I would lean the Cardinals here, but I, I'm not taking anything. I have to take the over. Um, the only thing that scares me with the over is I think we know, we see the blueprint for how to beat this Arizona team. You got to just be very physical and uh, run the ball. You saw Green Bay do it when they had no receivers and they just kept giving it to uh, Aaron Jones. And we kind of saw Chicago have success last week. You know, they put up 22 points. Granted, some of it was in garbage time, but you know, it was they were moving the ball fine. It was just Andy Dalton fucking up. Um, there was a whole lot of David Montgomery. So I don't think the Rams, though, have that type of offense or a guy to do that. So um, I could see them both slinging it, man. And um, 51 and a half. You know, both defenses get some hype, but uh, prime time on the rug. Or actually, no, it's not a rug. They do the fucking, they grow it outside and bring it in, right? They yeah, very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Um, this just feels like a, a big, like, Monday night, like, extravaganza. So, you know, I'll, I'll take the over. I'll, I'm down with rooting for points with these two. Um, although I will say that um, both these offenses just feel like they're offenses that, like, it, it – <laughs> Any team with like an offensive genius, if you will, it feels like sometimes it's either like just clicking or it looks horrible, doesn't it? And sometimes the Rams, like the Rams, it's just like, what the hell? Like it's the minute they go down early, they just bombs away. Like it's just, everything is just like so dramatic. You have plenty of time left, and it feels like the guy, these offensive guys, just freak out. And um, starting against the, um, the Packers, was that last week? No, two weeks ago, uh, Rams, um, Packers. Yeah, two weeks ago they played the Jaguars. Yeah, actually. yeah, it was. It was just like the minute Green Bay got a lead, man, the offense just went to just fifty-yard passes nonstop, and Stafford. Getting, it was just very odd, um, forcing things down the field. Uh, they get very impatient, so hopefully, um, 
it's, it's just more of that, both these guys. Because even Arizona, they haven't struggled much this year. But when they do, it's just against Green Bay. Everything is just so, like, you know, just not like not cool, calm, collective. Very uh, sporadic. Buffalo, Kansas City, we see it. Um, just a lack of run games, really. Um, Henderson, I believe, is still danged up. Yep. Uh, Sony, Sony Michelle has no knees at age 25. Yep. Um, girly fucking treatment. Girly syndrome. So yeah. A little bit, a little bit of a different pod this week. Uh, did I even pass that off to you? Did you give a take on that? Yeah, I started that one. Okay. Um, a little bit of a different pod this week. I think we did more uh, recapping and heading heading forwards here. Um, I'm going to add. What, what number do you have for uh, Minnesota and, and the Steelers? I'm going to add you over there. For my last uh, forty-four and a half. I agree with that. I agree yeah, I'm going to add that. I uh, I like that. I think there's a lot of big plays here. The only but thing yeah. that scares me is, is I could see Cousins getting strip sacked in the red zone like three times. Yeah, hopefully it's in his own uh yeah, his own end. Yeah. Uh so yeah, it's a little bit of a different pod. Um sometimes we gotta get some anger out, some emotions out. We mm-hmm. need to keep people accountable. It makes us feel better, it makes you guys feel better as a listener, and then hopefully some people in the mm-hmm. NFL um take notice. Do you want to give uh, a quick shout out before we log off to our, our sponsor board, the CFL. No. Oh, well, do we have another sponsor? Oh, we did have a sponsor, right? Why don't you go ahead and mm-hmm. read that, and then I'll uh, I'll give my shout out. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't we say we we're going to say a, uh, my uh, – I don't think we did it, though. You're right. We didn't write anything. That's all right. No one's listening at this point. Um, There's just absolutely no way no one uh, – yeah. Yeah. Let's give a shout out to our. Uh, we are big. This is uh, we're, this is a Jets podcast, and it is now a Edmonton Elks podcast. Yes, sir. Um, so if uh, our man Justin Renfro has made it to the end, we are we are big fans. We're watching, pulling for you, and um, come on the pod. Let's let's chop it up. We'll uh, get some uh, some picks from you. I don't know if that's allowed. I don't know how that works, but um, yeah, let's uh, let's figure it out. Yep. Trying to figure uh, out how they play this weekend. If if you guys are uh, Justin Renfro has some apparel uh, at Justin Renfro Apparel on Instagram. Uh, he's got his own YouTube page, so just check him out on Instagram. He's got all his links in there. So Justin, thank you for listening. I think their season's over. It might be, but yeah, the, I, actually, I, the Great Cup is coming up. The you ever watch one of those? It's actually fucking awesome. Yeah, it is on fun. Sunday though. And he's a great show. Uh, he's a great cup champion already. So, so good on you, Justin. There you go. <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks for um, listening. Paul, you got anything else? No, that's it, man. I think uh, just a big glass-shattering weekend last weekend. Yep. Stone Cold Steve Austin coming in. For sure. Um, all right, thanks, uh, Quatch, for coming on. Um, we will tweet picks. We will Instagram picks. Um, again, if anyone wants to come on, just get in touch with us. Um, you are more than welcome. I know no one's listening at this point anyway. Right. Any props tonight? Nothing for me yet. I'll look. Yeah, me neither. All right. Later. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Piss my pants. <laughs>